0: The latest news, the newest products, the biggest names. Welcome to Your Tech Report. Online at yourtechreport.com. Join Mitchell Whitfield
2: and Marco Flalo for the next hour of your tech report. Welcome to it. I am Marka Flalo. As always, joined by Mitchell Whitfield. Follow along with us and join us on Twitter. It is at your tech report, Facebook.com slash your tech report, our YouTube channel for all our fun giveaways and videos. YouTube.com slash your tech report online. An awesome show lined up for you today. We have been chasing down our good friend Frank Lee from LG for quite some time. We are going to talk all about the state of the mobile industry. The new LG G6, but we're going to talk about a lot of topics that surround mobile. That's coming up on this week's show. Plus, of course, the news of the week, the brand new releases from Samsung. Um, Xbox had a new release. The Windows Creators update is out. We're going to get to all the news of the week. But first, I want to welcome Mitchell Whitfield.
3: Mitchell, how you doing? You know, I don't know if I want to join in right now because it took you way too long to get to me. Oh, wow. I just sound like oh, a wow. whiny little guy, didn't I? Oh. That was incredibly whiny. How you doing, man? I, I, I'm <clears> doing <throat> is- awesome. I'm doing awesome. It's a great week. I'm most excited when we have Frank Leon because we love to. You know, we, we talk to him more than just about LG specifically. They make great handsets. We love talking about that, their equipment, what they're putting out. But conceptually, he has such a great vision when it comes to the marketplace, uh, the mobile marketplace. So we love talking with him. Excited about that. But Mark, you sort of touched on something. You mentioned our YouTube channel. Did you mention our latest giveaway? I didn't. And we didn't go. We got to
2: mention that. I know, I know. This is your opportunity to get in on a very cool giveaway for a Fugu Go. Speaker, this is now okay. I need you to tell people about this because okay. I haven't had actual hands-on time. Um, I did put together the video, but but tell people about this actual product. This is a really really cool product from Fugu.
3: It, it really is, and it comes from a really cool company. People always ask us for recommendations, Mark. You know what's what's you know what should I look at? A computer, a headset. Well, when it comes to Bluetooth speaker, it's pretty easy for us because one of our favorite companies, a company called Fugu. That's F-U-G-O-O, and they make great Bluetooth head, great Bluetooth speakers. But aside from the speakers, Mark, they've created this whole ecosystem kind of like what GoPro did for action cameras by making accessories and different docks and you know attachments that's what Fugu has done in the Bluetooth world their latest speaker it's it's under 100 bucks it's 99.99 incredibly portable incredibly ruggedized completely waterproof dustproof shockproof and the sound, as with all Fugu speakers, Mark, is brilliant. But what makes this one, the goes a little special because they're meant to be bought in pairs. So if you buy two of them, you can actually link them wirelessly and have the same music from the same source playing in two different rooms. Or, and here's where it gets really cool, you're going to appreciate this as an audio guy. There's a mode at the press of a button that you can set that will allow each of the, if you have two of these speakers... You can set them for left and right channel to create true stereo so you can listen to true stereo sound at the touch of a button. So they're really doing some cool things, Mark. It's a great speaker. If you go to, like you've Mark said, youtube.com slash yourtechreportonline, you'll see our Fugu Go speaker giveaway. All the instructions, of course, subscribing and commenting on the video. That's you know, we love when you do that as well. But there are many different ways to enter. You can even enter once a day with the way you set up the giveaway mark, which did, is really yes. cool. So yeah, go to youtube.com slash your tech report online and get your chance to win a Fugu Go.
2: And don't forget, if you subscribe to that channel right now and then you get friends to subscribe, you'll be the first to know about all our future giveaways. And we've got giveaways nonstop for the coming months. I'm talking about non stop giveaways from very, very cool companies like I don't know, Funko, like uh, I don't know. Uh, Tom Tom, like, um, I don't know,
3: Milwaukee. I don't uh, know. Maybe Microsoft. And you know what? (laughs) Truth be told, Mark's a little angry with me right now because we have so many things to give away to you guys. So it's hard to schedule them. It's hard to. And we don't want to overlap everything too much. But yeah, we we have a ton of stuff to give away. Mark has ticked at me. We're getting we're working through it. But we have a ton of stuff for you.
2: Therapy session is uh, on deck. Uh, Still to come. Still to come. We're going to take a quick break. Come back with all the latest news of the week, as I mentioned. Plus, don't forget, LG's Frank Lee on this week's edition of Your Tech Report.
0: Stick around. There's more Your Tech Report after this. This is Your Tech Report.
2: Welcome back to Your Tech Report. Mark Flallow and Mitchell Whitfield with you. Follow along on Twitter. It is at Your Tech Report. Facebook.com slash Your Tech Report. Our website, YourTechReport.com. And don't forget to our YouTube channel for that Fugu Go speaker giveaway. YouTube.com slash Your Tech Report online. Mitchell, a busy week for our friends over at Samsung. Finally, taking the veil off the brand new S8, S8 Plus. This is a big, big device launch for Samsung. Let's not forget the exploding battery of our past in the Note Seven. We,
3: we will not speak of it. We we said we would not speak of it. And no, we just they said we they, they would not speak of it. Of it. Um, yeah, that's true. We didn't say that. We made notes of promises. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean, let's. We're going to jump right into this, right? I oh, mean, yeah. I have to just jump right in. You're going to no? know? Okay. Uh, here's here's my first takeaway. First of all, the phones are gorgeous. They both feature this new infinity edge display, which is kind of similar to the the edge line of phones in previous years that that, my, that uh, Samsung would call their edge line, where the screen sort of overlaps on the edge. And they call it an infinity display because it's much like an infinity pool where you can't see the edge. It just overflows. Here's my, here's my first takeaway, okay? Yep. The smaller of the two, which is the Galaxy S8, has a 5.8-inch display. That's the smaller phone. Yes. The bigger one, the S8 Plus, has a 6.2-inch display. I mean, these are crazy, but the great thing is, in the smaller one, the 5.8-inch the form factor feels and looks like a regular size phone because that screen goes from edge to edge and they removed the physical home button. Right, Mark? That's the big thing this year. They removed the physical home button and they made the screen go higher on top, higher on the bottom. There's so much screen real estate now that they can fit that 5.8 inch display into a much smaller form factor. It looks just like a regular size phone, but the screen is absolutely ginormous. And by the way, it's pretty beautiful.
2: This begs the question though, what is a regular size phone? Because I think the lines really have been blurred between between, um, you know and we we always use the iPhone as the example is the, the regular iPhone being that 4.7 inch versus the 5.5 inch I mean this, this S8 seems to be uh, a happy medium between the two it's actually just a little bit bigger than the kind of the base iPhone and much like the LG G6 it you know by taking away that edge and by taking away some bezel at the top and the bottom you're gaining screen real estate in the diagonal which gives you a bigger screen and obviously more footprint so I think this is really becoming our New kind of go-to size, which means that there is kind of this room, this space to uh, go to an even larger plus size model with a bigger screen, remain keep keeping
3: that kind of form factor. So I think this is the new so, the new norm. Don't know. Maybe it, it yeah. really is, and it, it, it really does tell you, Mark. I mean, how much wasted space there is on your iPhone. It really oh, does on, is, just yeah. magnify how much wasted space. Because look, the smaller iPhone, the, the not the Plus size, but the regular iPhone Seven and the Six before it, and the Five before that. We're talking about a four point seven inch screen, right? Imagine that same fu- that same sized phone can fit a screen that's almost a full inch larger. Look at all the wasted space. And this really answers a lot of the questions as to why do we why do we mess with things? Why do we take away headphone jacks? Why do we take away home buttons? Well, especially the home button. That home button needs space. It needs the space underneath the yeah. home button to have the mechanics to actually whether it's haptic feedback or actual touch or force button, a regular mechanical button, it needs the you know the the physical space. the, the hardware underneath yeah. to make it to make it work. Yeah. When you take that away, you can stretch the screen. All the way down, so it really—it's—it's <laughs> it's a pretty gorgeous thing. It's a gorgeous display, and uh, the one thing they didn't do, Mark, though, am I crazy? They didn't do anything with the cameras this year. Cameras were not they, a they, priority they, this year,
2: right they, they did not uh, do anything with the rear-facing camera. The, the front-facing right, right. camera got an upgrade because upgrade because they say the selfies are all the rage these days, which seems to be the trend. Now, the interesting thing about kind of the form factor and that wasted space is that as technology does evolve, we're not seeing it so much on the exterior of the hardware. We are seeing it in, like, the materials. The aluminum is getting thinner but maintaining its strength, therefore allowing more space. But we're also seeing the miniaturization of all the components and the motherboards and the processes inside instead of being, a flat kind of, uh, you know, chip, they're able to actually get two flat chips on top of each other, saving even more space, but thinning it out even more. So as things get thinner and thinner and thinner, they're able to make more space in the device to have a larger battery, and also by getting rid of those components, as we talked about, whether it be the headphone jack, or that home button, or the physical camera, we're able to gain that space as well. However, this device maintains that headphone jack. It seems to be that they're not going to follow suit with what Apple did last year, neither is LG in the G6, and they're maintaining their headphone jack on these devices.
3: Well, if you look at the bottom, and listen, as we said, the screen takes up, and, you know, if you go to samsung.com, you can go to any of the web outlets, and I'm sure we'll have stuff on yourtechreport.com, at least showing some pictures of it. And if if you look, as as much of the real estate is taken up by the screen, you still see a little strip at the bottom, and a little strip at the top, obviously the top for the speaker, the bottom for the headphone jack. And the connector. And th- yep. that, you know, uh, you know it, I mean, it, it has to have a little bit of space for that. But you can imagine, now again, is this Apple thinking into the future? future, maybe and maybe making some enemies in the process or some upset customers during the transition. But imagine not having to have that, you know, that that headphone jack there. I mean, it's it's going to give you, it will truly allow edge-to-edge screen if people want to do that. So if Apple does do that, you can see them packing an even larger screen into the existing form factor.
2: So we have a better selfie camera in the new S8. We've got fast face scanning, which is a new way to unlock your phone. No, You have the iris scanning, which was there in the previous model. You have the right. uh, fingerprint reader, which is moved up to the side of the camera, which is kind of strange because it means that the tendency to get a fingerprint on your camera lens is going to be larger. Uh, but now yeah. you have this fa- face scanning feature which in demonstrations is incredibly incredibly quick another feature that I found interesting is what they call dex dex what it is it's a, it's a little like a kind of stand the device that's made for a stand and it plugs okay. into an external monitor keyboard and mouse and allows you to take Android to a full desktop mode what you know it looks cool I think the concept is really neat I don't know if we're really reached the point in stage where people want to be you know computing desktop applications on their phone but it is now available in the USA
3: now, this, this is not new to the industry. It's new to Samsung. It's the first time they've done it. But I believe it was Microsoft yes. not that long ago, maybe a couple of years ago, in their Lumia line. I think it was the 950, 950XL that had a dock that allowed you to get a full Windows 10 experience. Now, that might have been more popular because obviously Windows 10 is a more familiar desktop environment for most people. Not that Android doesn't have a good desktop environment. It's just different. And most people are used to using Windows 10, but it's kind of an interesting feature. And for those people that want to you know browse the web or have a a full desktop experience using their Android device, not having to get a Microsoft branded phone, it's still a nice little feature to have. But as you said, Mark, whether people adopt it or use it that way, it might just be like an extra thing that people can do that they say, oh, look what you can do, and then never use it, of course.
2: The final new feature on the S8, which really is across both those lines, is the addition of a new button that's dedicated to Bixby. Now, Bixby, Bixby. is Samsung's new virtual assistant. How it works, though, is kind of unclear. You know, we've seen examples of it being able able to scan images, real-time images for example, of flowers and find out what that is. We've seen images of real-time translation where it focuses on a sign that might be in a different language like Japanese and translate that to Eng- English. But we have no idea how this really works in conjunction with finding real data on the web. Like how does it compare to things like the Google Assistant or Amazon Alexa or
3: Siri? Well, one thing it does do, Mark, it has that sort of Google Now feature, that persistent awareness of what you're doing, how you're using your device, where you go, uh, what you like to do, and it takes all that information, remembers it, and tries to assemble it into ways and to predict how you're going to use it in the future. So that's one aspect. You're right, though. I don't know how much of it is going to be uh, uh, Bixby's voice. Does Bixby have a voice? We haven't, I haven't heard actually it. used it. We the haven't phone. heard it. Yeah, we haven't heard, we haven't heard Bixby's voice. I just love Bixby, because Bill Bixby, I loved him as an actor, as the Hulk, and Director, I work with them. But anyway, um, yeah, it, it, there really are, there, I, I digress. There are a lot of questions here as to how Bixby is going to be used. But if you look at Samsung's web, website and you see somebody holding a camera up to a sign, you know, um, I think it's in Chinese, and it, it just translates into English instantly by holding the, the camera up to it, pretty cool feature and a pretty cool implementation. Uh, again, whether this is something that's going to be uh, more of a gimmick or more, I don't think it's a gimmick. I think they invested too much into this. Now, the people that created Bixby Mark, same people that created Siri correct yes yes okay they bought the they bought the technology so uh, listen obviously it's got a good backbone a good infrastructure how people use it in the future whether they open the ips to other people that's going to ha- that's going to remain to be seen
2: April 21st is the release date uh, in this continent, if you want to get on, on that. The early word is the pricing is going to start at around $720, but as usual, we're going to see uh, have to wait for carriers to determine exactly what the cost of that device will be. And we're anxious to get our hands on it. We've reached out to Samsung to try and get that as well. Uh, Mitchell, this week, Apple released some updates to its operating systems across the board. Nothing much to really kind of report back other than some, you know, bug fixes and enhancements such as night mode, enhancements to CarPlay across the board. So you want to get in on those updates if you haven't yet, because there's always important security features that have been corrected in the process as we kind of count down towards WWDC to see what what, uh, iOS 11 has in store for us. Microsoft, though, made some interesting waves this week by announcing a couple things, one of which is they announced the the, uh, creators update, the Windows 10 creators update, which is the the next big update It's going to be going over to over 400 million devices around the world that are using Windows 10. Um, (laughs) That's crazy. This update is a a release to manufacturing, which means it's pretty much its final release. If you're uh, in the beta program, which is a free option for you to do, you can get your hands on that release. You can test out cool things like creative sharing and consuming of 3D uh, improvements across all the built-in apps for music, maps, and photos. Um, And big, big updates if you're a gamer, because this not only updates Windows 10 as a core, but also has major updates to the Xbox
3: One. Uh, yeah, this is one of those updates, and for some reason, Mark, this is what's really weird. I have my Xbox set to automatically push all the new updates, but the uh, the new Xbox One update, the new user interface, has arrived, and I think they're rolling it out to different markets over time. Uh, you know, by by the time you're listening to this, I'm sure most places in North America will have received the update. If it doesn't update automatically, like mine didn't, and mine usually do, if you go to settings, and if you go to your console system, uh, system setting, and then to updates, it will show the The update there, and will automatically initiate the update. Unlike most updates, Mark, I will tell you, having just done this the other day, it does take a little longer. It's not so much the size of the file. I think we're used to Mark when we get an Xbox download. As soon as it's downloaded, it starts to run. This isn't like that. It does take a little bit more time to download, even with a fast internet connection, because it's coming off of Microsoft servers. Yeah, and it does take a little bit longer to install. But once it does install. What do you get? Well, normally, Mark, when when a refreshed user interface comes out for Xbox, it's a mixed bag because I'm I'm excited for the new stuff, and I also get a little bummed because basically I'm I get so set and used to the way it worked before when they start to change things around on the home screen again. Well, oh, where is everything now? But I have to say, within an hour of using this new user interface. I was all in. Basically, the home button now your Xbox button takes you instead of taking you home, it takes you to the guide, which is a very quick way of accessing everything on your Xbox One. And one tap of that home button, Mark also brings or the Xbox button, I should say. Also brings up the ability to capture a screenshot, capture a video, and right there, right built into it, you can control the time of the video. Meaning, if you want to, if you just hit that button and say, I wanted to, con- you know, record the last thirty seconds or the last. five minutes. The controls are right there. Another feature that we're getting is Beam streaming. Beam streaming is now built directly into the user interface. If you want to start streaming a game, it's a button click away. It even will start to build, even if you don't have an account with Beammark, it'll start the streaming and then build an account for you and let you finish setting it up offline afterwards. It's really kind of brilliant. It lets you set up. Whether you want to have your video recorded, a camera on you while you're recording, record from your headset microphone, it lets you change all the parameters. So, if you've ever dreamed of streaming any game you wanted to play on Beam, now you can do it through Xbox One built in. Uh, A lot of other little small features built in, little controls, ways of controlling your Xbox, setting parameters, all the settings you can access much faster, and Mark, you're gonna like this. Overall, the speed of the UI, the speed of your Xbox has increased, navigating through the different layers of uh, the user interface has increased. It's one of these things where they give you new features and they also increase the speed of existing features. Overall, I'm really, I'm really enjoying it, uh, and I'll have more information on it as we go along. But I'm still playing around with it, and I got to tell you, good update. Microsoft you did a great job.
2: There's another element of the update called Copilot, which is designed for people oh, who have accessibility. Uh, yes, th- and what Copilot allows you to do is uh, things like pairing two remotes, for example, or actually allowing two people to use uh, two remotes as one, which really enhances the kind of ease of access throughout the whole operating system and the whole gaming experience for those who might have disabilities.
3: Uh, I was going to say, it's a great thing for disabled gamers. If you if you can't use certain features, if you can't use certain buttons, uh, if you don't have the dexterous movement to do certain things in certain games, you can have a person, like like Mark said, it's perfect a co-pilot, that is controlling certain aspects of your game while you control aspects of it on your own. I think that's a really, really cool thing. And something before you could only do with the Xbox One Elite controller, I think, the programmability. Yep, so exactly. it's really kind of neat. Yeah, And if you want
2: to manage your uh, kids' time on the actual Xbox, you can do that now as well. If you head over to Microsoft. Com/family, and you sign in with your parent account, you can set screen time limits for your child's account, so you can actually make sure they don't spend you know, more than those 15 minutes a day on gaming.
3: Yeah, two little things I wanted to add, Mark, that people are really going to care about. If you like uh, listening to music streaming from different sources through your Xbox One, the music player is now built directly in to the user interface. And also, if you're an achievement person and love to see all the achievements, any game that you put in, Mark, any game that you're playing, uh, when you go back to your home screen and pull up the guide, it'll automatically show achievements for that game, but more importantly, it'll show you a list of the achievements you have yet to get on that game. And that happens automatically. So if you love getting achievements and you want to see what you haven't gotten yet, it immediately will show you that list to either make you feel great so you can get them or make you feel bad about how poorly you've been doing in your (laughs) achievement search. Listen,
2: we'll we'll get a bit more hands-on, and you can bring some more feedback over time, because uh, there's way more to discover within these updates, and these updates will be rolling out uh, this fall. Uh, Another announcement from Microsoft this week, the Surface Studio, officially international release April 20th, 2017, so more and more of these devices are going to make it to Microsoft stores, for example, in Canada. Hopefully we'll get our hands on one as well, because I really want to play with us more than I have in store. It is Your Tech Report. I am Mark Flallow in Montreal. He was Mitchell Woodfield in Los Angeles. we promised Frank Lee from LG. We will deliver Frank Lee from LG. A very cool conversation with the head of communications and marketing over at LG Mobile USA. He's going to talk all about the brand new G6 and all about the mobile kind of the mobile front in general. Follow along with us on Twitter. It is at Your Tech Report on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Your Tech Report. And don't forget to get in on our Fugu Go speaker giveaway youtube.com slash your tech report online or head over to your tech report.com slash contest we are back in a moment
0: there's more your tech report after this welcome back to your tech report
2: welcome back to your tech report mark aflalo and mitchell whitfield with you on twitter it is at your tech report facebook.com slash your tech report and youtube.com slash your tech report online mitchell let me give you some stats here, okay? Winning an unprecedented 31 awards this year at Mobile World Congress, plus multiple honors from international outlets and publications, there's no doubt that the LG G6 is an absolute home run.
3: Uh, not only is it an absolute home run, but I'm incredibly jealous that I don't have one in my hands right now. Because okay, so that's what I really want. Yeah, We can talk day, day. about
2: that later. Uh, <laughs> slated for release, so I know the Canadian release is April 7th. Um, we'll let our next guest confirm the U.S. release. But I know that it, it's already in stores if you want to get your hands on the LG G6. I've had my hands on the G6 for about mm, three weeks now. They, we, we call it a preview device. And right. I'm, I'm telling you, all I can do is... Is rave about it and show it off and i'm still talking about the phone mitchell i promise um (laughs) thank you joining us right now is our good friend friend of the show frank lee the director of pr for lg for lg welcome frank welcome back
1: oh thank you thank you again it's uh, always a pleasure to to spend some time with you guys and tech
2: and Well, you know what F- Frank, first off congratulations on the success of this device launch. H- how does it make you feel? you got that little tickle inside?
1: Oh absolutely you know uh, we're always as we've discussed before just only trying to find that balance where we're introducing some new stuff to get people excited but not straying too far from what is familiar and you know at the core of what people want and and G6 we we got closer to that sweet spot for sure.
2: You know, when I when I look at all the advertising for the G6, the the big slogan this year is the big screen that fits in your hands. And, and you know, when you look at this device with an eighteen by nine screen ratio, um, a thirteen megapixel two. 13-megapixel real cameras, insane processing, expandable with microSD, um, the, the, the water-resistancy, yet all in a smaller footprint um, than all those plus-size phones that we screen with, with a larger screen. What's the reaction been so far with the screen on this device? Because I know mine, and I'm curious what other people are saying.
1: It, it's incredible. Uh, people have been uh, just sincerely excited uh, when we described the phone as a concept People looked at us sideways and said, okay, how are you going to get a 5.7-inch screen? <laughs> and for some people who may not like the term, but you know, how do you get a phablet in the size of a smaller phone? And <laughs> you know, when we got to the point where we could actually show concept, like mock-ups of the device, they were like, if you can deliver, I am definitely going to consider it. this is something that's going to be my next purchase. So um, overall, people have been delighted. Um, And I guess just the practical benefit of getting a big screen in a small phone that, as you said, fits in your hand.
3: Well, Frank, this is a big deal. You know, for Rumi especially, Mark and I have had this conversa- conversation many times. We've gotten so used to And this is the thing. we become creatures of habit. We get used to these big screens. We don't want to be without them. But at a certain point, you realize, I don't want to always have to wear cargo shorts. I don't want to always have to have the giant size phone. And, and you guys have something. And if you go to LG.com, you can see all the specs, everything about the new G6. I-, I love that you have the body-to-screen ratio at 80%. And when you think of body-to-screen ratio, that's really a great way of describing it. Because now you realize what percentage of your device is actually covered by a screen. Because in previous models from other manufacturers, you realize there's been a ton of wasted space on devices, whether it's whether it's buttons or ports. But you guys have crammed so much, there's no wasted space anymore whatsoever.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, technology is awesome. You you when mm-hmm. you get to miniaturize uh, your your all your components, so you can give someone, give people something that is mostly screen. I mean, that's the first reaction when we saw the, the concept uh, many months ago. It was like, man, that's mostly screen. And, and, and the fact that, you know, when people are saying, I'm looking for a large screen, I, I, I need that for whether I'm um, being productive or just surfing or the fact that I, 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 I want to enjoy my videos and photographs. Um, when we had these out, it was a scenario where most of the people we were, you know, testing with, they walked right by the G6. <laughs> I said, excuse me, uh, did you know this the size of the screen? He oh my goodness, I had no idea because it's so small. So, so there's, there's a bit of communication challenge there, but the benefit is clearly there, and, and it's being celebrated.
3: Well, Frank, you mentioned uh, you mentioned just casually something that I want to touch on next, which is something that LG has always been known for, which is putting excellent cameras on their phones. And the G6 is no exception. So tell us a little bit about the, the cameras here, because now we have twin 13-megapixel cameras on the back of this. That's a lot of photographic horsepower for a device like this. Tell us about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, we, we live with our – I mean, we're, we're so uh, uh, drawn to taking photos and sharing them it was clear for us that the dual, having dual lenses on the back a standard angle of like 75 degrees and 120 for the wide angle. The key thing there is with the G6, uh, you're gonna get more in and you're not gonna leave anyone out of the shot. And then that, that's the cute. Now, when you think about people saying, oh, why do you bring optical zoom into this thing? Well, today, based on technology, optical zoom, the best way to do it is take one and a half steps forward. That's as much <laughs> optical zoom you're really gonna get Where everything's still in, you know, crystal clear. So the fact that we were wide angle and that we made sure that you're not having to compromise on the resolution of the, oh, 13 megapixel, but then on the wide, now you do. You don't have to think about that. All it comes down to is what do you want in the shot?
2: You know, the first time I saw two cameras on a device was actually the G5 last year. It was it was one of the first devices that we saw that had the dual camera system, and we kind of raved about it then. And, and it kind of brings me to an interesting point, which is when I talk about LG and specifically the mobile devices, I always remind people how, you know, I get this feeling, this vibe that, that you guys aren't afraid to be the first at something. You know, there's a lot of people out there who wait to see what other companies are going to release and then try to catch up or try to follow what they're doing, or use use as a guideline. But you guys have been consistent at launching a device at Mobile World Congress, which is always before anybody else uh, announces their offering. Uh, And we've talked about this in the past, having the capacity to manufacture from start to finish within the company, meaning, you know, gives you way more control over, you know, keeping things secret and the ability to really work with all aspects of the device. Do you feel that this gives you a little bit more confidence as a company than the other companies out there?
1: Absolutely. I mean, the fact that, you know, as we talked about before, we, we manufacture our own products. So in addition to our own research and development teams, uh, the fact that we own our own factories, and if there's an LG logo on the device, uh, it's, you know, 90 to almost 100% of that, right down to the, the fit, the, the, to the materials and the, even the paint finishes, that's coming out of an LG factory. So that control helps us. It also helps us to... Um, have discipline over the cost, so we can, you know, uh, pass on those savings onto consumers. Um, and but from a, a competitive standpoint, being able to uh, create our own camera modules, uh, working with source, you know, partners on, on the glass and all that, but being able to tweak things and do things a little differently based on what people have been telling us, um, that that gives us, a, you know, um, sure, a confidence uh, that we can do something that's going to excite everyone without leaving them feeling like, oh, this is a little beyond what I need today.
3: You know, Frank, keeping with the theme of doing things different and doing things new, that we talk about how LG has been known for that over the years in their mobile division. I want to talk about something else, and you know, I know we have a lot of, lot of things to move on to with the phone, but keeping with the camera one more time, we're seeing things, we're seeing technologies that you guys put in the way that you take pictures that we haven't seen on the mobile platform before that, honestly, I've only seen with drones, and that's things like using gesture shot and auto shot. These are things we haven't seen on a mobile device before. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, I mean that's really coming. It's coming out of the fact that we, uh, you know, the, the, our fascination with selfies. <laughs> that's not <laughs> right, going exactly. Away. And and we just live through our camera on, on our smartphones. And so the fact is, um, you know, when you're when you are taking photographs of your of yourself or a group of your friends or a situation, um, being able to trigger the shutter by simply gesturing, the camera recognizes uh, a gesture and goes, oh, and actually it's an open hand, and then you make a fist. If you do that twice quickly, it actually triggers uh, a burst <laughs> mode where it's gonna take four consecutive photographs. Um, that helps to have some fun with it or the fact that you're not gonna miss the opportunity. So these are things that we bring in that we know uh, people have appreciated. The other benefit is there are apps. There's some apps out there that do something similar to this, others that create a soft light off the front uh display so that you don't have to fight with the, the natural flash that's going to overblow this photograph. But the point is, by building these features into the device, you're not having to um, share information with a third party. You don't have to download it. It's native, and it's right there, and you know it's going to work with, your, with, with the phone.
2: You know, it's funny, I have to go back on something that I said earlier this year. We kind of make our predictions every year about what we think the year is going to be. Like, is it going to be the year of this, the year of that? And I've always been saying that this year is really going to be all about all about software because the rate at which we've seen hardware kind of innovation hasn't been as quickly as it has been in the past. But I have to go back on that because of the G6, because you guys have managed to actually to blend a complete combination here with some of those features you're talking about on the camera side, along with Android's latest operating system, and the hardware innovation you've made—I mean, I have to—I have to take it all back, and I have to basically call myself out. How do you feel about that now?
1: <laughs> well, you know, a good example of that would be there's another new camera feature called a square camera, and what that does—it gives you four different options of how to take the photograph to take advantage of the increased real estate of the screen, and the fact that it is an eighteen by nine, a two to one display, and so. You know, Instagram definitely opened up the opportunity for different compositions, different sizes and aspect ratio. But the, the fact is it's still really drawn built around this one-by-one, one, this square photo. That is built in now into the G6 because exactly half the screen is a square. And so you get to compose a shot, and as soon as you shoot it, there's a preview of the last shot right there yeah. so that you can make the changes in real panel without having to leave the camera. Now this is a, a, a really simple software uh, execution, but the best part is is a blend of the hardware and the software. Because of the way it's designed, the trigger button, if you're using it one-handed, is positioned right there where your thumb would naturally fall on the screen. So it's not these like outrageous, complicated uses of technology, whether hardware or software. You're just finding a practical way to take advantage of what we're capable of doing. With processing speed and picture quality, and just better understanding what people want to do with their phones.
2: And that's one of the first things I did, Frank, when I got the phone is I unboxed, I opened the package, and uh, mine was a preview model, so I didn't, it wasn't, you know, you didn't have all the stuff in the box. It was really just open the phone, turn it on, and I went outside. I was in Florida. I was on a golf course, and I started playing with the camera. And that's the first thing I noticed was the use of the real estate, the screen real estate, the ability to see the previews of what I had just taken before, like this camera roll. Like, you know, we use the term camera roll, but it's actually a camera roll on the side of the device and as you said you know it's so it it, it all happened so organically and so naturally that it didn't seem foreign to me it was just like okay this is how things are going to be on this phone and it just made sense
1: yeah it's what a lot of people have been telling us is that they only sometimes notice it and go it's so convenient the fact that i would be able to see up to five photographs of the last five photographs i've seen so that i could you know make decisions and i don't have to leave the, the the camera shooting mode because moments happen so quickly and and when I make a decision to take that photograph I want to, I want to stay there I want to be able to still see and make get information but do it seamlessly without over like trying to learn a whole new way of operating the phone.
3: Well, Frank, full disclosure here, <clears throat> if Mark is being completely honest, the first thing he did after taking the pictures was immediately send them to me I did. <laughs> and say, look at the great pictures I got with this G6. Aren't you jealous? And that's exactly what he did. And and you know what? I was jealous. And he, he said to me, and this is, and I think we sort of touched on this off the air before we started the interview, but, and this is absolutely true, Mark got on the phone with me, he texted me, then he got on the phone and he said, Mitchell, um, I know we've talked about this before, if you could have one device, because you know, we, we tend to use different phones as our daily drivers, and we go in and out of different devices. Mark has been using his iPhone as his daily driver. He said, you know what? I would feel perfectly comfortable, and I don't think he said this about any other device other than an LG. Leaving iPhone and that whole ecosystem that are uncomfortable with, just for the G6. That's how intuitive. That's how good it is. When you hear stuff like that, that's got to feel good because getting people from other platforms is a huge deal, isn't it?
1: Oh, absolutely. Oh my goodness. I mean, uh, uh, thank you. Uh, I, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm really, uh, I appreciate the fact that the G6 has you know, compelled you to, to even now be at this point where, where this is a possibility for you. Um, the, to, to switch platforms, that's a tremendous. And you guys can appreciate um, a, a commitment to make, uh, a, a change of ecosystem, yeah. a whole change of brands. That's a big deal. Um, the fact that the G6 uh, enables you to minimize the foreseeable challenges that you've had in the past, uh that that's something that you know is is something that you know we appreciate and we're excited that, that that message is coming across
2: okay frank let's let's talk about something that everybody um everybody seems to be the buzz the latest buzzword for 2017 and that's this this dream of this bezel less Display So something that's going to be an edge-to-edge screen. Now, right. the thing that interests me about this is, and, and you're a professional in this field, and this is why I want to talk to you about it and really get your feel about this. I feel that this is kind of just a gimmick. You know, I, I feel that, yes, it's something that, that people are striving towards, but I don't know if necessarily the payoff is going to be worth it at the end of the day. Like, does it, you know, for understanding how a phone goes from from idea to, to finished product, is this really even worth the effort Running on the hardware development side, you know, do, and consumers, do you think they'll really care other than say, "Oh, that's cool"?
1: You know what happens is, let's start with our, our maybe also some, uh, one of the first impressions that you had. Uh, I certainly had. I, I mentioned it earlier on this uh, conversation was uh, that wow, well, it's mostly screen. And I think when we look at the television as a parallel, when we are able to remove the excess body, the chassis, the frame, the bezel. Uh, that that encases or holds up the television screen as we've known it. Um, what happens is that it all melts away, and you've you had this sense that you're closer to the experience. Now we move over to the mobile phone. Um, the fact is, the uh, the idea of the television having been the primary screen and the smart smartphone or tablet at one time, the secondary screen has gone away. It's flipped. It's flipped over. The primary screen is now your smartphone. Uh, We have seen cases where people will spend up to 15 minutes in front of their 55 or or 42 inch television and still be watching their program or catching (laughs) some uh, some, uh, binging right on their phone. So that has really compelled us that we want to bring that viewing experience onto the device. And here's the other half of the story. I appreciate your perspective, the other half that could help you know, balance it out, is that we, going to edge to edge is that half step to a new form factor, a whole new definition of what a smartphone will look like and therefore feel like in your hand. So the idea of a rollable, bendable, uh, a slap on wrist kind of device, <laughs> yeah. those are things that are, uh, we, we strive towards that and to get there edge to edge is part of the journey. We, we need to be able to know that we can have the core technology to do it and the manufacturing capabilities and then deal with, you know, breakage, uh, resilience. It, so this is a whole journey to get to this idea of a smartphone may not look like what we've enjoyed up to this point in the next two
2: years from now. Let's hold that thought and let's get back to Frank after we take a quick break. It is your tech report. Mark Aflalo and Mitchell Whitfield in conversation with LG's Frank Lee. We're back in just a moment.
0: Your tech report will be right back. Now back to your tech report.
2: Welcome back to your tech report on Twitter. We are at your tech report, facebook.com slash your tech report. Don't forget our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash your tech report online. We continue our conversation with director of PR for LG. Frank Lee. Frank, we talk about things that we've done in the past and things that we've learned from and how we've grown from there. And, and that brings me back to the G5, because the G5, we saw this very cool modular system where we were able to in the, swap in the CAM Plus module, and there were very other, various other modules. Um, obviously, that's gone this year. And I'm curious how hard of a decision that was to make and, and how it kind of came to be.
1: Yeah, I mean, when we discussed this, uh, the whole vision behind the G5 is built around this concept that you'd be able to enhance or complement a a particular way you were going to use that phone at that moment. Um, You know, the Cam Plus is a good example, an extended battery, uh, a camera grip, physical buttons. And, uh, you know, we learned two things. One, we learned about the challenges in terms of just us as a manufacturer executing on bringing multiple devices of, uh, of that type to the market. Second, we've also learned that when we actually had these concept devices out and ready for the next round, people were telling us, you know what, I do like this. And that when you first told me the concept, man, I was excited about it. But you know what, Well, how about you focus on the key things that I want my smartphone to do? And that's one of the things that, led, that came out of that was water resistance and dust resistance are now things that are expected in the premium, you know, smartphone. So that was about parity for us. And then the cameras going back to bringing, okay, let's continue to work on the, the camera performance. And they said, why would I why would I have to compromise between the megapixels between these two lenses? Can you can you give me the same? So we said, okay, we got it. So. In the end, we've learned that there's, there's an appetite for the fact that they do want to see something new happen with smartphones, And but what's really grounded us was the fact that it really needs to be practical. And right now, there are a few people in the market that want to be, like my best friend, uh, he always was the goalie, whether it was soccer or hockey, and I said, why? He goes, well, the goalie gets the most kit. <laughs> it's nice um, but you know what? When you look at the market, most people, my neighbors, we'd rather need a striker, you know? So I think, um, in the end, I think modularity uh, as a concept, it hasn't died. I think it's, it's some exciting things happen as we continue to innovate and find new ways in display and battery. Those two areas, we continue to push the envelope with those two. It opens up further opportunities. And,. Um, I wouldn't walk away, but again, when we change the form factor, you know, if can look at LG G-Flex, G-Flex 2, that really gave helped us get to this point of the edge-to-edge display.
3: You know, Frank, the fact that, I mean, when you look at this device, when you look at the G6, The fact that it has excellent battery life. As you said, it has a fantastic camera with new innovations this year with the dual 13 megapixel cameras on the back, you know, cameras on the back and the way the software handles photography. Because of all these advancements, you're not really missing the modularity as much because you already have these features uh, on the new phone. So in a way, that takes the sting away of losing some features that we talked about last year because you have all those features built into this phone already without having to put mods on there.
1: Yeah, we, we, we listened. You know, we're, there's a, I, what I enjoy is there's a level of humility in, in the organization, whether it's from the engineers, right, to the business leaders, to the marketers, and it was, this is what people want. Just put it in the phone and, and, make it, make it as exceptional as possible and make it easy for me to use. And it's so funny, when we presented the product, we, we've done it different ways. You know, it's how you introduce it, right? So, one we talked about all that it could do, and it was like, oh, well received. But when we describe what it looked like and how it felt, that had the greater reception. So it's a nice balance. But again, yeah. it's a smartphone is expected to do everything. It, the smartphone now is your primary screen in terms of how, and how you get information or stumble upon it. And it's the way I capture and share what's going on in my life. And um, you know, making sure that we brought parity and, and bringing forth a, a solid battery uh, with, with wireless charging, um, it's really now just made this a really compelling offer.
2: No, it's, defi- it's definitely a compelling offer, and I'm, I'm glad that uh, the people can actually get their hands on it and take a look at it in stores. Um, April 7th is the release date in Canada. Is it the same in the U.S.?
1: It is the same, but what we've learned recently is a lot of our carriers here in the U.S. Um, are really excited, and um, some stores, depending on your location... Already have the G6 available. Oh, nice! And um, my understanding is, they're, all of them are rushing to be available as soon as like uh, the fourth of April. Very cool. So they're trying wow. to get ahead of it.
2: Very cool. Well, I, I congratulate you on that success, and I have to ask one more question before we kind of let you go, which is which is smartwatches because that falls under your umbrella, and the watch style and the watch sport are the are the new offering from LG, and they've come a long way from their predecessor, and I'm, I'm wondering if you can just kind of walk us through the differences and give us an idea of, of where you see that space ending up.
1: Oh man, this is a great story. I, I it, you know, uh, to to the end off with G6, right? You had you have now out of G6 the first. Uh, Android uh, phone in the box comes with Google Assistant, and that's a key part. It's a nice transition to talk about watches because Google Assistant really allows you to interact um, with your smart device, whether it's the watch or the phone, in a really intuitive way. And what Android has done, and we have partnered directly with them, the, the the sport and the style, those two new models that we you mentioned, those were developed off a of brief that Google. And LG created together. So it wasn't like, hey guys, here's what a watch, the next watch could look like and could do. You know, it wasn't a case where Google said, could you build a watch like this? The two teams actually came together and said, what will the next watch be like based on the new software update to Android Android Wear? And that's a significant difference about what other competitors or how, how people go to market. And what you're seeing is the sport. Is a true standalone smartwatch. Of course, it pairs with your smartwatch, uh, your smartphone, whether it's iOS or Android. Um, But what's incredible, it it has its own LTE capabilities. And the most important part is with Android Wear, you now have the ability to uh, access the the Google Play Store right from the watch. So that's why an iOS user who may not be happy with what they have, current offering they have now can take this watch, only use a Gmail account, and they could have the same Android experience that others are, even though they're using an iOS device
2: yeah we definitely we definitely yeah. remove that dependency on the device itself I mean they're beautiful they're beautiful watches it must it must be really hard to strike that balance between you know th- just that whole form factor the whole wearable like i you know i I've been wearing an apple watch and i i'm sorry, I've actually taken off my apple watch I don't wear it often anymore because i find it i find the the i don't know what's the word it's a, I don't know if it's g- not gimmicky, but i find the the prestige is kind of gone i find that i I want more practicality in what I'm wearing
1: right. And, and that's what Android Wear and the LG uh, watch style and sport want to first uh, address, and that is it is a timepiece. It is a timepiece first than anything else. And so uh, what we've seen is a lot of people who spend a lot of energy around customization of the watch faces, and now that's part of the, the Android Wear operating system itself. So the first thing you'll notice is the fact that you can customize the watch face without having to get a separate app, without having to do this on your computer yeah. or on, or an app on the smartphone and then pull it over, you do it right on your watch. And so being able to call up different watches as quickly, it sounds so, um, so I don't know. It simple. It sounds so simple. And yeah. It sounds like, well, really? <laughs> but, but that's what it is. It's first a timepiece, And we want to make sure we deliver on that. So whether it's the fact they both have functioning crowns or the fact that the style is the thinnest uh, Android smartwatch in the market, so that it just literally blends in as a, a timepiece. So we want to make sure we serve that first, and then meet the other needs that you may have in terms of
3: more integration with your smartphone, well, it's amazing. Well, for, for me, I, I just want to jump in and tell you that the design of this, the design of this, is beautiful, and it addresses, as Mark said, the main issue that I had with a lot of smartwatches Apple Watch included, which is it, it looks like a smartwatch and not a timepiece. If you didn't know that this was a smartwatch, you just think, oh, with this watch, with certain watch, it looks like a gorgeous chronograph. It looks like a gorgeous high end watch. You would never know that that is a screen if you looked at it at first glance.
1: Yeah, you know. If, if it's hard to do over the radio but if you look you will see that, that the body on the side of both watches uh... they had this brush finish and then it moves up to the sort of towards the bezel and there's a polished, high polished finish there these, these are things that we've learned from the, 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 the you know other, other brands when it comes to watches and um... the other thing that was important was to give people the option that you know um, I, I want something that's that's more discreet and and so uh, having the style and the sport gives you options. And then the other thing is we're sticking with a circular uh, design Yeah. because not only is that part of the definition, of course there are square watches out there, but um, when it comes to a circular design, there's a reason from a practical perspective, and that is you know that little bone that pops out at, the, at, at your wrist? That bone, whether right on your right wrist or your left wrist, it doesn't really work. With rectangle or, or square faces. And that was, we, we stumbled upon this speaking with other watch brands. They told us this is the reason why it's always been circled. It's not just because clocks are circular and this idea that you know, revolution around the sun or the earth, but it was a practical, ergonomic design that it worked within that physical bone that, that juts out. So, really, it is that focus around a timepiece and to complement and enhance. Uh, as a As a cover to your smartphone, that's secondary.
2: You talk about things not working on radio, and and Mitchell and I, you know, full discretion. We're on Skype when we do this, so that we could kind of bounce off each other. And you have to see us, which is probably exactly what our listeners were doing right there, Frank. We're looking at our wrist, looking looking for this bone. (laughs) We're both holding it up, and then we looked at each other doing this, and we realized right. He's right. That's right, right. and that's how stupid we look. (laughs) Look, it's that right. But you know what? This is this is why we have a YouTube channel, where we can send people to uh, to our YouTube channel to obviously experience the smartwatches when. And I ask you to send me one. And uh, <laughs> Frank, you know it's so fun. It's uh, you know, it's it's unfortunate that we, we only get to catch up once a year. Um and and we will we'll try to we'll try to, you know, reduce the time between it. But it's also kind of fun to do that because we see where we were a year ago today and how much we've evolved from that point, both as as company. And this is why we love talking to you, because what we think is gonna be ten minutes ends up being, you know, a two segment, half hour interview, more more than just your products, but also talking about your ideas and the concepts about these devices and where you as a person and as a company see them going so we thank you so much for taking the time to to always be with us and we we always look forward to our chats with you oh
1: my pleasure and i love social media love the fact that there's so many different ways to to engage and uh i took note of that little hint there so uh (laughs) stand by
2: it wasn't that subtle it wasn't that subtle frank no it's it's never that subtle frankly director of pr for lg mobile uh thank you again for joining us here on your tech report Oh, thank you. It was a pleasure. Follow us on Twitter. It is at your tech Facebook.com slash your and check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash your tech report online for very cool videos, including the LG six. And don't forget that contest that is still open for you to enter right now for that Fugu speaker. On behalf of Mitchell Whitfield, I am Marka
0: Flallow. You've been tuned in to Your Tech Report. Join us again next week for another edition. And be sure to follow Your Tech Report online. Email us, contact at yourtechreport.com. Follow us on Twitter at Your Tech Report. Like us on facebook.com slash Report For the latest in breaking tech news and reviews, yourtechreport.com. Do